love to talk. So they made a podcast. And that's why we're here. To listen in. And what's it called? It's called Banter Buddies. Welcome to episode 45 of Banter Buddies, the podcast featuring two friends who are sad to see summer. Winding down. Welcome to the show, everybody, and welcome to the show, co-host Brian. Brian, welcome. How are you? Hello, Neil. Welcome to you too. Mm. Summer is winding down, but yeah. my son keeps telling me how much he likes winter. I want <laughs> summer to be gone. I love winter, Dad. What's your oh. favorite winter activity? I'm like, I like. I do like winter, but uh, yeah, he's he's. But uh, it's so he's weird that yours. he wants summer to be. He gets. He gets so hot so easily. <laughs> He's just I like, see. I see. He runs too hot. Warm. He runs hot. He prefers to be a little chilly than a little warm. Um, I get no, that. No, as soon as he's chilly, he's like, <laughs> I'm, chi- I'm too chilly. <laughs> yeah, you should like uh, record him, like shoot a video of him asking for summer to be over. And then uh, when he's cold, you can run it back and be like, Yo, hey. look. You did this to yourself. This was you. This that's was funny. you. That's funny. That's I guess maybe that's what it's like growing up in Minnesota. Everybody, if you don't live here, that's uh, that's how it goes. You grow up and the summers are too hot, and you realize you're you might be in the right place. You might you might you might have a real home. <laughs> you might. You might. You might. Yeah. Neil. Mm. It's uh, it's August. It's the end of August. Oh my gosh. Minnesota. That means uh, Minnesota State Fair time. Oh, it's here. It's, it's really here. here. Today, feel- oh, today I saw somebody waited 11 hours <laughs> to be the first person to be let into the fair. Yes, you will uh, You will be hearing this uh, a few days after we're recording it. But yeah, today as we record it, the state fair has opened up. The great Minnesota get-together. Feels like uh, feels like maybe a, a, a topic, a whole entire show onto itself. We should do state fairs in, in some form or fashion. But yeah, that's a, it's a huge, huge thing here in Minnesota. And uh, we're, Minnesotans are very proud of their state fair. You know, I feel like um, that's that's something, you know, Minnesotans, like, you know, we're known for being nice. We're known for being non-confrontational. Not a lot of bragging going on up here. But uh, the, the fair, we will. We will brag about it. We will say we got the best in the, in the 50 states. Our fair is the best. So there's a lot of pride for the Minnesota State Fair. And, and you'll be uh, – we'll both be there uh, as soon as we can because it's a great and time. You, and there's good reason, too, because it's – it's rocking. There's a lot to do. It has anything a typical fair that you have in your mind has, plus elevated beyond. Mm, yeah, and I, you know, for me, I, I and always it's think, huge. It's giant. It seems massive. Yeah, I, I don't really have any experience with other state fairs. So I, I usually try and stay away from the from the bragging and from the you know because I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm talking about really so much. I just know how awesome the Minnesota State Fair is. And, um, you know, I think I think the other thing that really makes it great is I feel like there's just so much like buy in from from locals here. Like like we're talking about, everyone is so proud of it. Everyone thinks it's great. So I think maybe that is also what stands out is I feel like in other states, they don't have that kind of pride. They don't have that kind of like, oh, we're all going to the fair. Whereas I feel like that is something that maybe we have a little bit of extra in. And so it, it adds this different feeling when you're there. It's not just like, oh, I'm a type of person that goes to the fair. It's like. Oh, have you been to the fair yet? Oh, yeah. Or no, you haven't. Like it's like everyone goes. It's to unique. The fair. It isn't a yeah. There isn't a. It isn't like a you're a type of person. It yes. is the every person. Yes. Another thing about it right now, it's weird. It's like if I'm thinking about Wisconsin. Wisconsin 
they really care about their sports teams on all levels, right? Mm-hmm, but they're mm-hmm. fair. Eh, sure, whatever. Minnesota, there are people who like <laughs> sports teams, but as a general basis, yes, people are more fair weather within, even in the metro area, even up north, even yeah. in central Minnesota, more fair weather with their sports things. But when it comes to the fair, no, it's just the fair. It's not even like a, I didn't go this year because I hate the fair. It's like, I took a break, but like, I still love the fair. I'm going sometime, you know? So, yeah, it's got something for everybody. So, you know, that I think that's a big part of it. And it's, it's all kind of, uh, I think the big appeal for most folks is like the food and drinks and stuff. And it's like, that's, that's for everybody. You know, you don't have to be, you know, a specific kind of person to get into the types of food they have there. They got all sorts of. I mean, they have every type of food, like any type of mm-hmm. more mainstream to super obscure. And um, the dietary stuff is going to the next level this year. Oh, because herb- herbivorous butcher. Oh, great! That's good. Is coming yep. to the fair, and they have the they they have a new veggie corn dog, which I'm down with. I'm gonna uh, eat a lot of them. The food is easily my favorite thing, and uh, today is is the day, like you said, that uh, it's it's day one. So all the food like reviews will come out. I always, um, you know, get really into that because there's again so much food, so many like new beers. I think there's like 35 new beers this year, like just made for the fair. And it's like if you're only gonna go one day, you know, at least for me, I'm kind of like a FOMO person. So I'm like. Oh, I got to make sure I make my time here worth it, and I'm getting the best stuff, not just like randomly picking things that seem good to me. So I'm really into reading the reviews of the food and making sure I'm trying out the the best of the best. So yeah, you know what, Liz is uh, Liz is going for number one this year. It's because of you. It's oh, because of you. What's she going for? What's your favorite thing to get at the? Are at you going to say a peach or a produce the, item? The peach, baby. Well, yeah, I mean, that one- peach at that corner stand, and they put goat cheese on it. That's yeah. like she's on it. That's yeah. That's, that's where we have to stop. That's been an ongoing hit. Yeah, it came out a few years ago, and I think some things just hang on because they're so well liked. And it's like a, it's like a warmed up peach, and it's like they split it in half, and there's like yeah, there's some like topping on it, and some uh, goat cheese, and ooh yeah, nice. Uh, my mom and dad are going this year, and my mom, they go for a long time, but she she said. Um, um, I'm planning on going from nine to nine, but I'm going to try to cut it back a little bit. And I'm just like, what are you 12 doing? Hours. Twelve hours again? It's that like, all right, this might be my only time at the fair this year. Going to make it work. Going to get That's it all wild. in. There's that much stuff to see though. So yeah, I, I think I think we're what we've learned now is we need to do a full fair episode. Maybe other people can tell us about their state fairs. Oh, I would love to hear about people. Oh, state and I'm actually yeah. I'd rather go to people's well, county. county fairs. I feel yeah. like more than state. Yeah, I think they kind of are. They are obviously one is much larger, but I feel like in like they're spiritually the same, right? They have a lot of the same vibe. They have a lot of the same uh, attractions and uh, food and uh, you know type of people. And I don't know. I feel like it's. The, I think we can kind of yeah. We'll clump it all together. We'll find a way to talk county, talk state. What other kind of fairs are there? <laughs> World's Fair. <laughs> the old yeah. Nineteen sixty one World. Well, Fair. I like that is that is a weird like history thing that I like to do. I like yeah. to like read up about what happened at the World's Fair and yes. what. Modern invention do we have now because it came like pushed through at the state fair? <laughs> That's right. That's the how Chicago's that World Fair. That was a wild one. That's when we got the Ferris wheel. All right, what do we got today, Neil? We got a question. Let's get into this. We're talking yep. about a magical, magical thing today. That's right. More magical than fairs. We're talking about camp. 
That's right. Special this place is, uh, in my heart. Camp. This is this is the this is the Brian episode of the podcast. Everybody, it is talking camp. We decided to get this one in here end of the summer. Some people are ready back to school. Some people are about to go back to school, and uh, we need to get a little summertime action in here. So we're talking about uh, talking about camp specifically. What's the coolest thing that happened to you at camp? There's so many different kinds of camps, Brian. It's a very uh, wide ranging topic, I think. You know, of course, there's like the classic camp, classic summer camp, cabins, woods, games, friends, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, for me, I'm going to take it in a different direction about my memories. But I wonder if you want to maybe start us off with, uh, with uh, you know, kind of what, because I feel like you probably have a more classic, uh, traditional kind of camp. Um, you know, camp memory or memories, you know, things like that. Whatever happened to you at camp? What, what, I think you should get us started here, Brian. With uh, camp is so camp is so uh, wide spreading, mm. and even the word of camp could even be like yeah, it's like a it's like almost like a feeling. You know what I mean? It's like a feeling more than it is like a specific place. But the camp that I uh, more the the day camp that I worked at and then helped run for a while from college into early 20s I did send my son to uh this year five-year-old he went for like the whole day it was like (laughs) it was it was wild he's just going out into the woods but um but then we went to a family night singing all the same songs they're rocking it I mean that's where we got that's the camp that you know we got milkshake and popsicle from and uh Camp Streeflin and uh it was it was awesome to see. It was like it filled it filled my heart that he had a good time and the counselors were still like just just like going hard on the song. So um that's like a big anchor core. I did go to like a couple overnight camps growing up from like a couple different cousins churches, definitely tons of like Boy Scout camps and lots of different facets and um did your own day camps and then in school the the thing that like changed my life the most was like in seventh and eighth grade we did these like week-long camps like with your classmates at like outdoor adventure do you have you ever heard of like wolf ridge neil no not that have one you heard but of, is no? it is it like ropes course type stuff or yeah there, there's a ropes course but they're like more like environmental ed stuff but you went with your teachers and it was um hmm. i think it broke down the boundary of what i thought like teachers were these teachers were like wild and so uh to me they were wild because they weren't just like you know like <laughs> they were wild they were wild they were nuts they were like mix like your teacher teaching you math and then on the weekend you're at around a fire and they were like uh they were like some wild counselor from like heavyweights or something do you know what i mean like it just yeah, like kind yeah, of it broke the boundaries in my brain but anyways my yeah, memory like, i wanted to talk about was from from those teachers at that like super formative like junior high middle school time we went on this environmental ed camp and the the coolest thing that happened to me is this subtle thing right it's like you have in your head about like these teachers and there's rules and there's certain things you can and can't do and and they're going to just say no to every fun thing they're just like the no police basically right <laughs> yeah. but we were around a fire right and you're like they had like, okay, stay back from the fire here and there. But these teachers were like, guys, we're going to play this game. The fire had burned down a little bit. And the, this game, I don't know if they made it up in the moment or this is something they've done for like years with kids, but they played this game. They called it Hot Chalaka and they picked up <laughs> a hot ember from the fire. You put it in your two cupped hands 
and you have to shake it and blow in it, right, to keep the flame alive. And you got to keep it hot and you got to like yell, Hachalaka or whatever you do. And then you pass it to the next person. And if you if it gets stuck in the creases of your hand, your hand burns. And I just it like it it like it it like broke certain like thing like synapses in my brain about what was possible. Anyways, that memory that night was like so formative of like this cool thing of like yes, there's rules, but not really, and like this thing can be a little dangerous, and that also doesn't matter, but. Also, in my hand did get burned. So, hot chalaka, hot chalaka. I've played it. I've played it with kids since. Like, literally, like this. This like math teacher picked up like a marble-sized ember from the hot fire that was a a flame and started shaking it in his hands. And if it never touches enough, and you keep blowing on it, it won't burn your hand. And they pass it around the fire. Anyways. That was a wild night. What you got? What you got? Wow, that's great. I mean, I feel like what you're talking about here, too, is sort of, you know, almost like uh, in school, it's like you never really get to see, like, the personal side of, like, your teachers or whatever. And, like, so they they maybe are always seem, like, very, like, adult or very, like, you know, kind of, you know, just like, oh, they're on, like, a different level, especially when you're really young. But I feel like this is kind of what the camp experience is, is it kind of breaks that down and you feel more like on the even playing field like and they're just like people you know they're not like this like authority figure or something like that because they do stuff like this and they you know do borderline dangerous things or just like you know talk a certain way or they don't talk to you like you're a kid or they don't talk to you like you're a student or whatever so I guess I, I kind of feel like I understand what you mean by that, of like kind of seeing adults or seeing like an authority figure, like kind of as a peer or just like as someone who's like trying to have fun with you. I feel like that's a that's a big part of camp, too, because it's like, hey, this is summer. We're out of school. I feel like you, you almost expect or want like a different vibe, even in like a you know supervised setting like camp or something like that. Is that is that kind of like what you're trying to get at there? Yeah, it, it and it just talks about how something so minuscule, like it doesn't have to be like we did this giant horsebacking trip, whatever. It's like the uh-huh. the tiniest. Uh, I've 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 gone to a lot of like camp seminars and like camp retreats and stuff like that, and they talk about it as like there's the bricks, right? There's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this the bricks that you're going to build the wall with, those are your big core things of like, we're swimming today. We're going to be like doing this arts and crafts project. We're doing the ropes course today. We're doing this whatever adventure. Right. But then it talks about like the grout that holds these bricks together is like the little stuff in between. Right. Like this, like the little, like the weird game or talk you have on the walk to this place. Right. Like this little hot chalaka game was not like on the, it was like a hey, we got some kids still up. We're gonna like do this thing, right? And it's like I think about it all the time. I think about it once a year, basically, still. But uh, anytime there's a fire, I think about it, and it's like <laughs> talking. Anyways, the, how the grout is so important, but uh, so that's why I love it. That's that's the. Th- I have so many different things that I want to talk about, but that for some reason that one was like a, a cool one in my mind. Yeah, totally. And you know, as we you know, I'll talk a little bit about mine, and we'll get to our callers. I'm sure we'll, it'll uh, spark lots of other. Uh, you know, discussion about this and other memories and stuff. We'll, we'll talk a lot about camp and all the stuff because, yeah, Brian's got a lot of camp in his life, a lot of camp history to go through. Now, I, on the other hand, don't have as quite quite as much camp history. I feel like I I don't really think I I, I don't really think I went to like a overnight camp as a kid. Now, maybe there was. I'm just not really remembering it, but I feel like there was a lot. I almost went to like a different camp every summer. 
But the camps were less like general summer camp and more like specific to a thing, especially as I got older. My, like my mem- like I, I remember like vacation Bible school stuff when I was younger, you know, like in elementary school or like camps kind of centered around church or whatever. Again, I don't remember any sleeping over on those. It was mostly just like, OK, we drive you here. You're here all day. Come on home like that kind of stuff. Um, but the camps that I have like the most, um, you know, kind of visceral mem- memories of um, are actually basketball camps. That was my kind of camp, Brian. Yeah, that's still 100% camp. Heck yeah, still camping, still. Um, but again, this is not. No, there's some sleepover camps uh, for for like sports or whatever. Um, but these were these were camps I would go to pretty much as like a, maybe like in the early middle school days is kind of when I was most in basketball and on traveling teams and stuff like that. And there was always be these summer camps and they still exist where they are essentially like co-signed by like NBA players. Um, oh, wow. Who are like like either big. from the team. Because I remember we went to one in Des Moines, Iowa when I was in like third grade. And there's no pro team there. So it's like I can't remember who they got. Maybe it was like an Iowa Hawkeyes person. Or oftentimes it's um, someone who's in the pros, but they're like from that area. You know, like uh, like right now, a Timberwolves player, um, D'Angelo Russell, he is from Louisville, Kentucky. And they don't have an NBA team. But he still holds his camp there. He still goes back to Louisville and throws his camp there and stuff. Yeah. So it's very common for NBA players and WNBA players to have camps like this. Um, and, and essentially, like, the, it, their name's on it, and then all the kids are there because, like, oh, cool, the name of this player or whatever. But then the player's there maybe, like, one day of the week or maybe, like, to kick it all off, he's there. Yeah, they do the big opening talk. They do the big opening or the big closing, and then it's just, like, you know, high school or college, like, kind of coaches or – you know, people like putting you through drills and then you're just, you know, you're just working on skills. And, um, you know, I don't even remember a lot of like scrimmaging. Like it's mostly just like skill work, um, you know, which again, just like, all right, it's summertime, time to get better. So that was really kind of my camp experience. And two of the camps I remember most strongly are um, uh, there's just a guy here in Minnesota, Trent Tucker. He is a uh, former gopher, uh, played in the NBA for a while in the early 80s, actually played with Michael Jordan on the Bulls. Um, for a few years Whoa. there. Um, now he is a radio guy. He has been for a while doing like post-game Wolves stuff. Um, I don't know if it's K-Fan or whatever, but he's a former NBA player and um, known as a shooter. So he did, a, he did a summer camp here in Minnesota. And I remember his like closing thing, like you're saying, like, okay, he's here today. We're going to watch him. He had all the kids like sit like a couple feet behind the three-point line and just like all watch him. And he was doing his like big speech talking about the game, talking about skills and stuff while just like draining threes. Like he's just like, he's like shooting and just hitting every single three while he's like talking to all of us while we're like sitting cross-legged on the floor. You know, I just remember that so intensely of like, wow, like he's not just like standing here with the ball in his hip, just like talking to us. He's like, he's just like shooting around, nailing every single three, showing us how great he is, even though he's like, you know, 45 in this time or something like that. He's past his prime and all that, but he's still just incredible. And so, yeah, that was my like most memorable basketball camp experience. But I also went to um, uh, Flip Saunders, the late great Flip Saunders camp. Oh, wow. I think two years here. That was in Egan, Minnesota. Um, so did a couple flip camps. Uh, he was the coach of the Timberwolves and NBA coach in other places for a long time. Uh, Minnesota legend, also a, a gopher, played for the Gophers. Um, did he so, really? 
Yeah, he was a gopher. He played with uh, Kevin McHale, actually. He was a point guard, but never made it to the league. You know, a little, little too short. So, yeah, <laughs> he's a college player, but, uh, yeah, went, then went on to, to coach. Uh, so, yeah, basketball camps are really where it was at for me. So that's kind of what I remember. And then when I was in high school, one time I went to a swimming camp. And this is when I did sleep over. But I was like a sophomore <laughs> in high school or something. Where was that, that? Like at that like was, a, a college? Like around? Yeah, that was just down the road in, in uh, Northfield at St. Olaf. Um, so I lived in Farmington and it's like 15 minutes away. So I wasn't, wasn't very far at all, but, uh, that was the one, one sleepover camp I can remember. It was like a week of like swim camp, <laughs> get better in the off season type of stuff. So that was mostly my camp experiences. I also remember, I feel like I remember like my mom, like basically every summer, like opening up the community ed guide and we each like got to go through and like pick out like which camp we wanted to go to. But it was, again, it was very, it wasn't just like, Hey, come out to summer camp. It was like. This camp is where you're going to learn how to play, a compu- uh, make a tiny computer game, or learn the web. Again, this was like you know 1998 or something like that. So it was all like very specific things, like camps about animals, camps about. But you space. still like even on the swim camp where you like stayed overnight, like you. Uh Still like goofed around at night and things like yeah, that, right? Still like yeah. met people and still like had you know got food together, went to the cafeteria together. Like it still had this communal kind of like oh, it's, and it's not like school where you know everybody. It's like people are coming from all over. So still, yeah. Again, I'm not trying to say these aren't camps; they're just not traditional camps in that sense. So you know that that was just my experience is more more sports based and more uh, yeah day camp style. So those those are those are my main camp memories. Good times. Wait, what's the what's the spe- what's the special thing that happened? I would just what's say like- Trent Tucker hitting the threes. While oh, that that was it. Us. That was it. Yeah, just that being was- like this guy's old, but doesn't matter. He's crushing it. He's just so good, and it's just like, oh, if you practice a lot, you could be like this. <laughs> this just could be you. You know, just getting, it came getting- to you. Yeah, yeah. So, lots of good memories there. Good times. Um, well, should we uh, should we hear from hear from our friends, Brian? Or- Let's hear from our friends. Yeah, let's hear from our friends, and that does not mean we're going to throw it to a sponsor. Sometimes, sometimes let's hear from our friends from (laughs) Sleep Mattress. (laughs) No, we're not going to hear from Sleep Mattress. We're going to hear from caller number one, and uh, I believe it's actually a couple people. Let's listen and uh, see what they uh, think about camp. Hi, Brian. I'm Abby from East Providence, and my favorite thing from camp was they got to swim every day at the camp pool. And I'm Abby's mom, Libby. And when I was a kid, the best thing I got to do at camp was ride BMX bikes on a BMX track. Thank you for talking about camp. Bye. Bye. Oh, a couple long buys there. Shout out to Abby and Libby. Thanks for calling in. East Providence. Providence, baby. We were just talking about Rhode Island. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, I feel like Providence and Rhode Island is all known for being the smallest, being the smallest state and everything. But I like this specificity. We're not in Providence. We're in East Providence, Brian. East. It's a different place. <laughs> it's different. like West Fargo. That's right. That's it's not right. Fargo. It's Say West. side you're on. Riding BMX bikes. That's wild. Ooh. On a BMX track. That sounds really fun. I have ridden like a bike like that, but I've never ridden it on like a like track. A dirt, Maybe like a you probably track. like you're getting speed and you're going up and down. Even if you're not doing like big air stuff like that, you're still like 
riding it. That sounds really fun. Probably getting some air. Probably getting a little bit of air, depending on you know how how much uh, how old you are, how fast you could go on that bike. I guess, but uh, yeah, that's that sounds cool. Now this could be this could go either way, Brian. This could have been like a specific like extreme sports camp or something or this is just like a, a camp that has a bmx track right yeah it's just a thing you, <laughs> you get never to know do. <laughs> there is a there is a camp in uh it, so I, re- I ran one of the y camps but there's like you know there's like 20 of them or whatever but one of them over in in prior lake had mini bikes it was like a really oh. big thing that they had mini bikes they're like little uh Oh, like motorized, like little mini motorized ones. Yeah, and you like sit on them on purpose, and like to be like they're super tiny, like on purpose, and like your knees go out to the side. Even if like you're a little kid, like they still like go out to the side wild, and they just they would just run them in a track, just like these kids would go, just like they'd go wild, they go so fast. (laughs) Like there are just like camps that do that kind of thing. That sounds that sounds so fun. Yeah, I feel like some camps ha- like have like a big feature like that. It's like, yeah, we're like a, a standard camp or whatever, but hey, at this camp we got this massive ropes course. It's an anchor. Or we you have need BMX. a big anchor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's important, or like that could be like a main reason why like you might choose that camp over another one, right? Like a st- something like this can go a really long way. Yeah, it's like one of the things that you do all week that like got you to go there, but like the <laughs> yeah. thing you actually like is probably going to be like the like little tiny like tie dye shirt you made or something. You know, that's the best. right, right. This just gets yeah. you on the door. This gets you through the door. This is kind of like what they can do for like the promo image, or you know, this is yeah. It's like people come off. to our shows like for your good looks, but they leave being like <laughs> Brian singing. That's the best. Exactly. We hear okay, that all the time. And, okay, Abby's talking about swimming every day. Oh boy, that's a dream every day. Because Can't. I would, I like want to swim every day, but like you have to kind of like be like, we're like have like a group, like we are going swimming. And at camp, it's like, this is the group, we're going swimming every day. I would have fun if I swam every day, right? But I don't like force myself to swim every day. Yeah. And, and you know, a camp pool, that's huge too. I mean, I feel like it could be a lake, it could be a pond, uh, but this, this camp has a, has a big old in ground pool. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I feel like maybe that's just a feature of like camps that don't have the lake on on their property or whatever and it's probably like better for like lifeguard anxiety to have a pool instead of a lake you know yeah yeah probably no tire swing but at the same time safer (laughs) also you get to like swim with friends you know there's probably like multiple camp groups in there okay one of the camps that i did work at did have a pool we didn't swim in the lake Mm. we canoed in the lake wasn't really like a swimming lake um it was more like a turtle catching kind of lake but we swam (laughs) in the pool and remember, I like grew my beard out, Neil, in college for a while, like this like oh, yeah. curly red, red Chris Kringle beard that was like yeah, pretty like gross and long. But uh-huh. um, I was, I had like a young group. I think I had like second graders, and we were going hard swimming in the pool. And I came up one time, and two kids were holding on to my beard, and I like I shaved it that night. Oh like, that my gosh, that was done. <laughs> two children I was like, ah! just hanging on. Yeah, that I was. was... Like, Wait. <laughs> We need no more of that. We need no oh, more no. of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, now, and yeah, now now if you had a beard, your kids would just be pulling on it. So it'd be the same thing. I know they'd hang when you're wrestling. <laughs> Abby and Libby, I'm so happy that you guys have been going to camp, and thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, we're camp enthusiasts right there. Next caller. Hey guys, Scott from Riverside here. Favorite thing about camp? Now Riverside and California, we don't have like uh, camp out in the woods, the traditional type of camp, at least it's not common. So we have, um, usually we have sports camps, like tennis camp, baseball camp, soccer camp. And what's really cool about Riverside is for whatever reason, 
Riverside turns out a lot of professional athletes. So just to name a few, we have like Reggie Miller, Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds, and then a bunch of the Angels um, from like the late 90s, early 2000s. So like uh, Troy Percival, Adam Kennedy, uh, Troy Glaus is from Corona, which is right next to Riverside. So it was cool when I was a kid, uh, we'd go to baseball camp and on Friday we'd have like someone from the Angels, like uh, sometimes not from Riverside, but Darren Erstadt, who's a really great player, like showed up on Friday to my baseball camp and just blasted a tater off the tee. So that was my favorite part about going to those camps was having uh, professional baseball players show up on Fridays. Um, I'm a little jealous. I want to know for you guys, like Minnesota, Northeast, Midwest, uh, East Coast, is that real what we see on TV and movies? Do you guys have, like, the traditional summer camp vibe? It always seems like the best thing ever. It's like the most amazing time when you see it. I was always kind of weirded out, though. Do, like, parents send their kids off for, like, three months, like you see on, uh, on TV? Or is that, you know, kind of an exaggeration? Also, I saw some of the music videos. What's going to take for Travis Riverside to be in the background of one of those kids? I'll pull out all of the choreography afterwards. Travis, Travis is back, Neil. You got the long goodbye. I missed it so much. I miss it so much. Sports <laughs> camps, rocking it. There's yeah. lots of. There's my brother went to a lot of sports camps, especially like he was a hockey goalie, so he went to. The one he went to the most was the Stabaratsby. I'm trying to think is what it's, I think that's. I think that's a real name. He was like a pro goalie. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, some some name some pro, yeah some name some pro rolling it around. I'm gonna mm-hmm. start saying what did he say? Crushing taters, taters, yeah. I'm I'm no blasting taters, <laughs> blasting taters Blast off the, the tee. tater off the tee, yeah. That that possibly could be a title for a future album. Blasting yeah. taters off the tee. I feel like the tater thing is like a baseball reference. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's only baseball sports <laughs> say like call like their like their ball a tater or something like that. I don't know. I don't really know where that comes from. But yeah, it sounds hilarious. I like it, especially when there's a T. <laughs> Travis, uh, we've missed you. Welcome yeah. back. So Travis was talking back about in for school time. He's talking about how in California they don't really have like the, the traditional kind of um, wooden. Uh, well, uh, obviously California is a very big place, and we've actually played a beautiful camp show in California. I'm remembering now, but in Travis's neck of the woods, down in Riverside, we don't really have you know forests and lakes and stuff like that to go into a traditional camp situation. So he just was they saying, don't have water. You know? They don't have water. It's all sand. Um, <laughs> it's all sand and camels and stuff. Um, so he was saying, yeah, he goes to baseball camp. Went to baseball camp. Good times. You know, getting to. Getting to see that uh, tater get blasted sounds sounds like a, a big memory. That sounds cool. Have somebody come in, especially if like you know you. It, the thing is like I've never had somebody like come to camp that like I knew was famous. They always had right. to like tell me, or it was like, right. hey, a local meteorologist is coming, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, this is the most famous person we can get. But if yeah. you had like if you had a sports person like that you knew, like what if? Kirby Puckett like came to like your baseball camp and like just like just like crush some dingers like out like in the left field like you'd just be like this is the best day ever. I know that's what I'm saying I got to experience a little bit a little bit of that with Trent Tucker and it was you know again and I think it's interesting you're talking about your brother going to camp too because he was or going to hockey camp or goalie camp but and I think it's interesting how you know especially as you get older like sports can get pretty intense and 
it's almost like a, I, I, I do remember having a great time and it was something I chose to do. But at the same time, it was uh, when you get into like that middle school and high school time, it's it's almost like a, you have to do this to get better, to like keep up with the other with your peers and your in your class and stuff, especially for me at like swim camp. Like that was totally a that was not about like meeting friends or having fun. necessarily. That was a very much it felt like business. You know, it felt like I got to keep. I got to keep swimming during the summer, during the off season, got to get better. So it's interesting how like some of these camps too can like, especially as you get older and the sports get intense can sort of veer into, you know, like, Oh, this is, this is, this is, this is like a work almost, or this is like, you know, this is like tune tuning my, my, my game or whatever, you know, it's, it's more than just, Oh, it's summertime fun. There's a little bit more to it. And again, it was still fun. It was still a great time. And it was still like something I was passionate about, but it's interesting to think about that as like a, you know, sports camp specifically of like, this is about skill development as much as it is about having fun. Yeah, you must you must get better or be left behind. <laughs> yeah, really. You get a little bit of that flavor in there. But yeah, thanks for being back on the show, Travis. We missed you. Okay, you had a back. couple questions. Travis oh yeah, yeah. You want you want to know about the camps up here. Okay, I do know that on the East Coast I have met some people that do send their kids off for like a two month summer camp, like something that you've seen in like uh what's that Lindsay Lohan one where they trade oh, places? Yeah. Parent parent trap. Parent trap. That stuff is real. Those camps exist. Some of like, so my wife and I, my wife worked for a nonprofit and she was in charge of like all the different camps around the country. And then I specifically ran, helped at one in Wisconsin and, and ran the one in, in Minnesota for uh, uh, kids with juvenile arthritis. But then, so we would go to some of these regional like camp um, camp things and we met some of the people, you know, there were people that ran like day camps and then people that ran these like week-long camps through the whole summer and then there's ones that did you know excursion camps ones where you do come for the full like three months of summer so those all do exist and they bring kids like bring um like it's not a chest what would you call like a? yeah a, it's like a it's it's just a yeah i guess you'd call it yeah you call it a chest you call a it like chest a crate <laughs> and they yeah. bring it yeah so that's all it does exist so just know travis you will be able to send your children away just like be like <laughs> Be gone. You're there. Okay, yeah. so Travis is trying to get into Travis is trying to get into a music video. Like he wants yeah, to, he wants to he wants to be in the remake of local bowling league. Yeah, he wants to he wants to show off his moves. Um wants to let us know that he could he can hang, you know, uh dance move wise. So uh, you know, I don't know. I think we gotta get to Riverside to do a video or we just gotta let Travis know when we're shooting and we gotta uh, get some, or we'll just we'll just send him to a local green screen. There you go. Yeah, shop that's, them in. that's the thing. A lot of the videos are green screen style, and uh, yeah, we could um, we could add you in. We could just cut to you, you know, doing whatever your best move is, and uh, you know, I think I think it's something that can happen. So yeah, if you have a green screen, then uh, we can we can probably make it work. So, make it work. All right, yeah. Travis. Thanks for calling. Who we got next? Hi, Kangaroo. My name is Annabelle. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and my best thing about camp was a waterboarding site on the last day. It wasn't a overnight camp or a week camp. It was a day camp, and it went on for 10 weeks. And I have some recommendations. One, you should make an awesome rainbows in Korean. Two, I start school tomorrow. And three, I think you should make I like your new backpacks. Okay, 
Bye. Heck yeah, Annabelle, always. Ten-week oh. day camp? Right Ten on. Week, that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, now here it is. We're just talking about the long camp. But this is, you come home every day. Dang. Uh, that's that's a lot of camp. And uh, Annabelle was really into the, the water balloon fight. I believe what she was talking about there. The water balloon battle royale. That uh, that is that does sound amazing, and and really, um, you know, thinking about water balloon fights, I feel like that is kind of the best case scenario for a water balloon fight. Like, um, you know, if you if you try to put it on at home, maybe you're getting your siblings, some of the neighbor kids. Um, you know, you might be looking at ten people tops, but I would imagine that like a camp situation like this, there might be ten people on each side, there might be twenty people on each side. I can imagine a very big. Um, you know, a very big uh, battle happening with the water balloons. Uh, and plus, yeah, I imagine they just got it all set up. They got the big buckets full of them. Like you got a team of like counselors <laughs> helping you out. Like that sounds like about the most ideal situation for, for a water balloon battle. And, and the best thing about it probably is that like the counselors filled them up. So you didn't have to do that. You just get no, to pick them saying. up. And you throw. get to walk into it. You get to walk yeah, into there. this thing. <laughs> you're just now, ready that, to go. Is that a common, Brian? Is that you know? Is that still a common camp thing? Is that something you've ever put on for the kids? How do you feel about a, uh, you know, as a former camp uh, director and activities person? How do you feel about the the concept of the water balloon battle? Is a little too long, old school I, for I, you? Too 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 basic? Uh, no, like no, no, no. I mean, the only thing I think about is as long as. Everybody helps pick up all the latex pieces <laughs> off of the field. Right. We got to rake it up. I'm in because those are harmful to the animals. But uh-huh. I'm down. I'm down for any any type of like messy activity that can be solved with like a jump in the lake or something. You know, I'm always actually, no, I take that back. It can get even like nastier. I'm down with any type of food fight, things like that. Something that I like that Liz brought up and she she grills me about it all the time. She was like, we should do this activity. This is like year like three or four of planning. It was, it was um, yeah. shaving cream wiffle ball. She had heard oh, about it from another oh, camp. Yes. And I was like, and it's basically like you have, you're playing big bass with wiffle ball, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like it's, there's no real, like you don't have to like keep score. Like you can like run at your own pace. And um, there's just, we just got the cheapest shaving cream ever. And um, you get a big wiffle ball and you just, before every pitch, you fill it up. Right, you just like <laughs> fill it up to the brim, and then when you hit it, it, just goes everywhere, right? And then like we do like some pre, but anyways, I like a good messy. Anyways, it, it I was like, eh, we shouldn't do that. I don't think kids will like it very much. It ended up being like the best thing of the week. We repeated it for like three <laughs> years and stuff like that. And she always is just like, you, you don't know. Yeah, I feel like the mess is like a big, you know, for like you, it's like, oh no. What a mess. But then, like, for the kids, they're like, yeah, this is why we like this. You know, we like this. We're getting crazy messy here. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I need to, Some every once in a while, I need to, like, pack away my old curmudgeon, you know. But uh, <laughs> but I'm down. Water fights, I'm down. I'm yeah. down with it. Annabelle, awesome. I'm so happy you did that. I'm happy you went to camp. Um, I've had some other people say that we should make some more awesome rainbows songs in different languages, um, what was the other one someone said? Because, yeah, I remember you talking about that. Or maybe, uh, I forget what it was. I feel like it was yeah, something like Korean. Maybe it was like Vietnamese or something like that. Yeah, but, we've had uh, a couple we've had a couple different requests. And also they were saying, I will I will do the translation for you. Yeah. So hey, that's the biggest he- thing. I'm glad to hear that people are listening to it and uh, are seeing or are, are wanting more. 
I feel like uh, I don't know Korean. Is it big because of the the K-pop explosion? Do you think you know maybe maybe Annabelle's into um, you know the, the the BTS or the you know any any of those big things, and she wants to hear it in Korean. I think Let's I feel go. like that's the most obvious. That's my best guess anyway, Annabelle. Let us know I'm why, down. Why you I'm know down. about the Korean? I think Korean and, was like on our list to do, but we just didn't have somebody that would help us with the language because we needed like a professional. That's why we had like pick those five, you know. Yeah, we have to know someone who's a native speaker so that we don't mess it up too badly. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll take that note because maybe there'll be a part two someday, and we'll release five more languages or something, and and we'll put Korean on there. Brian, real quickly, um, the tangent about K-pop. I recently found out. Um, there is a group um, called Seventeen, and they have thirteen people in the group. No, I just think it's it's just a great troll or or something. But yeah, the name of the band is spelled out the word Seventeen, and there are only thirteen of them in the band. I just it's it's like right there. You're just like so close. You already have thirteen, which is our which is insanity. Come, especially for us as like a, like two people who were in a five piece band and like we're like no we need to make this two, uh, you know imagine having that many and they do arenas and stuff obviously they're massive but I just yeah. think it's I thought you'd really enjoy or I thought you'd that, actually know that there's this band that has I, I, I'm I did, I've never this. heard of them before that is awesome I just looked them up as you're doing it that, uh, first of all dudes. what a troll it's straight up a troll I love it. <laughs> I love it. Would have just a grind. I wonder if there were seventeen and they and like yeah. as they got bigger, they just kept like ac- like right. axing people out. I feel like there is one like um a they maybe they were like J pop, maybe they weren't K pop, maybe yeah. they were K pop. Like it was all like female <laughs> group that I think had exactly seventeen members in the band. Oh, I beautiful. remember them playing Letterman. So it must have been a while ago, right? Because when did yeah. Letterman retire? Yeah, like four years ago, something like that. Yeah, but I remember they had seventeen. I remember them like when they were kind of like pushing this is like way pre BTS, but like they were like fans like vote who like sings what song that night. Basically, I was like, ah, that's like the insane popularity contest inside nightly nightly pop contest. Wow, good times. Anyway, seventeen Korean. Uh, thanks for calling, Annabelle. We got one more caller. Who could it be? Hey, Brian and Neil. Yeah. Kelly from St. Paul uh, calling about a camp story. Um, this is something that happened when I was probably about 18, 19-ish. Um, I used to march in a local drum and bugle corps, and we would have camps on, you know, on the weekends to learn, you know, all our different drill moves and learn the show out on the out on the field. I played snare drum. I was in the drum line, and um, yeah, we were. Uh, having a rehearsal camp in East Bethel, Minnesota. And if you know anything about East Bethel, there's not much there. Um, we painted a football field onto the outfield of a baseball field, and then we marched around all day. And for dinner, we were invited to the local bar where they served us up some excellent barbecue chicken. Um, we went on with rehearsal, and then came back the next morning, um, and the next morning we're out on the baseball field marching around, and probably about 10 o'clock, everybody starts kind of holding their stomachs and uh, running for the only bathroom on the baseball field. Um, needless to say, we all got food poisoning from the barbecue chicken the night before, so the entire drum corps 
was fighting over one bathroom until, you know, I think we wound up just kind of all leaving rehearsal that day. Um, so yeah, fun times at camp. Um, what, what's, uh, what, what do you guys think? Have you ever had food poisoning? Let me know. All right. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Oh boy. Food poisoning at camp. No good, Brian. Can't get sick at camp. That's, that's tough times right there. Oh. Yeah, you know it's gonna. You know it will be over soon, but it still uh, rocks you hard. Mm. Neil Snare Drum, were you Snare Drum, or did you, all three of you play quads? Well, it was a kind of a rotating situation. So you know, all three we, of your siblings, all three of my yeah. siblings, yeah, two other siblings. All three of us were in drumline at our high school, kind of in overlapping times. Like my brother's two years younger than me, and then my sister's two years younger than him. So, yeah, but in drumline, like, I feel like every year you could, like, especially it was like a seniority thing of, like, what do you want to play? So we kind of all played everything. I, I don't know, actually, if I actually played quads. I mostly remember starting on bass drum and then going to snare. So I mostly have memories of bass drum and snare. I think both my brother and sister played way more quads than I did. So quads is really tough, you know. Yeah, what's harder, three. snare or quads? I think I think quads is a lot harder because of you just it's more like a you know just because you got like four notes in front of you essentially. So it's more to memorize. You pretty much have to memorize everything. And I feel like with snare, it's maybe more difficult from a hands and chops kind of way. Like it's maybe more difficult to play, but at the same time. You can you can sort of muscle memory it and get it in so it's just like repeatable and it's just one thing. It's not you just got to hit one place, right? <laughs> you don't have to remember like these four notes or whatever. So I don't know. I'm uh, I'm partial to the snare. So yeah, Killian, I have that in common. Definitely went to like never went to band camp, but I definitely was in this situation where it was like like basically like right now in time, like August, right before like the couple weeks before school actually started. It was like okay, let's get in here and start learning, <laughs> learning some, uh, learn some field show or learning some songs or whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely lots of pre. You know that that was the thing about you know really, or if you're in a fall sport or something, I feel like that's the same thing where it's like back to school is like already happened for you because you've been like practicing for a few weeks or whatever. So. Yep, we're in that range right now, and uh, wow, yeah, the the having the having the chicken. That's that's a funny memory. The chicken. I'm glad you Kelly made it. Kelly had through. asked you know about East Bethel, and it's like East Bethel, Minnesota, is so weird. I do. That's where that's where like the family farm was up in St. Francis, Oak Grove. I know about Lake George, East East Bethel, the world. That's where uh, that's where the cattle farm was, Neil. Oh, East, East Bethel. Bethel. Going I think up. About- so that's a so that's a northern thing. I was thinking that was around Mankato or something, but no, it's straight up north. Yeah, it's like an hour Looking north. At it now. You know, yep. it's like it's probably like it's like uh, straight up east from Elk River. Yeah, yep, but that's straight, like an hour north. There we straight go. Straight north. There it is. We know the area. We're, Kelly's probably been to the Isanti Rodeo. Ooh. <laughs> getting getting specific, getting local, getting regional here. Just trying to throw um, out the minimal knowledge I have about a very specific town. Let's go I probably to have, one person. I probably we definitely had food poisoning, but thankfully I can't remember the last time that happened. So Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> and never During during the show. Yeah. All right, That'd there we go. It's uh we got some calls about camp. Thanks everybody calling in. Appreciate you. You know, talking camp and um, learning about people's experiences there. And um, next week, we're not going to talk about camp. We're going to talk about middle names, everybody. So we want everyone to tell us about your middle name. 
what is it and how do you feel about it? You know, some people uh, some people really dislike their middle names. You know, I feel like that's a strong thing. I feel like m- not many people love their middle name. Um, I think most people either feel indifferent or they dislike it. So, <laughs> you know, I feel like we need to know. And some people's middle names are really interesting. But don't let that stop you if your middle name is Marie or whatever. You know, if you have like a common middle name, you should still call in and tell us how you feel about it. Okay, we're not looking for the craziest middle names. We're not looking for any grand story or anything like that. Just, just call in and talk about it, you know? It's what if somebody it. has the middle name Anne and they oh. don't know that their middle name is super basic? And they're like, yeah. listen, I have this obscure middle name, Anne, with yeah. an E. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I, I would love to hear that call. So no matter what your middle name is, that's the thing. Not everybody has, like, camp experiences, but everybody has a middle name, Brian. So yep. no excuses, y'all. You can call in on this one. Tell us about your middle name. What Woo-hoo. is it and how do you feel about it? Call us at 612-424-0036. That'll be, uh, that'll be fun. All right, moving on to recommendations. All right, recommendations this week are themed. They're themed to the episode I was thinking about this. I was um, I was making I was making the the game, Brian, that we'll play here in the next segment, Camp Trivia, and uh, came across came across uh, a film that um, I really treasure a lot. And uh, on Instagram, like a week ago, um, someone asked us what our favorite movies are. And for me, I I always default to Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap, and I think about that maybe because like in high school and college, like when I cared about movies the most or like thought about what my favorite movies were, like that was that was my go-to. Mm. But Wet Hot American Summer is a great film that I I often just forget about for some reason, maybe because I haven't seen it in a while or I don't know. I have like a poster of it up in my room. Um, but Wet Hot American Summer is one of the funniest films of all time, and I want to recommend it here. Um, it's not for children. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like Annabelle could handle it, but uh, anybody else, ask your parents if you can watch it. Um, It basically is a parody of, like, 80s summer camp films, Um, you know? So, that's that's the main thing you need to know, is it's like a fake summer camp film. (laughs) It was made in 2001, so it's kind of like a throwback uh, to the 80s, Um, and uh, it was made by David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Um, who uh, who you might know from from lots of things uh, uh, like the states and and stuff like that. Now all these people that are in this film, this film is is packed with with star names. But again, this is back in two thousand one. A lot of these people, or almost all of them, are not uh, as accomplished and known as uh, as as they were, as they are uh, now. Um, you know, Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Molly Shannon, Paul Rudd. Uh, we mentioned Michael Showalter, Michael Bradley Black. Cooper. You're missing Brad, Bradley Cooper is really the big one, and I'm on the Wikipedia page right now, and it says in his film debut. And <laughs> so oh wow, is, and Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler, so many hilarious people, other people that are kind of like um, other funny people that maybe aren't like massive, but they're just hilarious people in their own right, like Ad Miles, who was formerly the head writer on, um, on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Um, you know, uh, Joe Trulio, uh, he's fantastic. Judah Freelander, uh, John H. Benjamin, he's uh, he voices the uh, can of vegetables. If oh, you yeah, need to know right. how yeah. wild this song is, has a great soundtrack of like awesome, like 80s, like um, 80s rock, classic rock music, and um, like musical stuff, <laughs> like Day by Day from Godspell. <laughs> 
<laughs> stuff like that is in this. So just an amazing film. And um, they read they um, not redid it, but there was like a companion uh, uh, like prequel series, I think is on Netflix that came out eh, probably about almost like 10 years ago now. Yeah. So, so like everybody in the cast is obviously like 20 <laughs> years older, but they're playing like teenagers. <laughs> yes. Before the camp movie is supposed to go, it, it, it makes it. It makes it even better. Yeah, so check this one out. It's uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's fantastically funny. It's kind of like a cult comedy film, and uh, I think you'll like it if you like camp or laughing. So, Speaking yeah. of like David Wayne and Michael Showalter, mm-hmm. um, Black, yeah. I feel I feel like in college, like I'm trying to think if I watched Wet, Amer- Wet Hot American Summer before we got into Stella. I yeah. feel like you and I really got into Stella and we just consumed everything they did. And then because of that, I watched What Had American Summer. And then I realized, like, oh, it's this big, like, cult movie thing like that. Did you, or did you yeah. see What Had American Summer prior? Probably. I'm not really sure which one came first for what I saw. Maybe I saw Stella first. It was uh, kind of a, a short, almost like a web series. They're, they're called short films, but yeah, it's Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, and David Wayne. And it was for Comedy Central, but um, you might be able to find them on YouTube or something like that. But really funny, kind of very dumb, kind of little short, short films starring these three friends. <laughs> yeah, kind of the best way to put it. So it it, 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 it formed a lot. It, it has a lot of like cuckoo sensibilities. Like we yeah. like subconsciously like have like injected their humor into our brain. That's right. um, Neil. You should. Um, Dave, I think I've told this before, but David Wayne is on TikTok. He gets like almost no views, but he does. He he talks about he does history of all his movies. He talks about like how Wet Hot was like a shot in the dark, basically, and how like yeah. they made it for like no money. They just made it themselves, yeah. And then he also like talks about like writing and being a director. Like he gives like little like TED talks of like how you should do it at home too. I don't know why it hasn't like gotten bigger, but I love it's, it. It's worth a little poke around. Yes. Uh, check out check out David Wayne. Show Walter is a great stand up as well. So check out these folks. All right, Brian, that was my recommendation. What about you? What are you going to recommend to to people who are listening to our program? Okay, I'm talking to the adults, and then mm-hmm. I'm talking to the kids. Yep. No matter what age you are, for in the future. Okay. As somebody who has run um, camps that are like you know for profit, like there's money involved and they're paying you, and I've run camps that specifically run on volunteers. My recommendation is for everyone out there to become a counselor. Ooh. That's my recommendation. Is that and what I'm really saying is like there's probably people listening to be like, oh no, I'm over the age of twenty two. I can't be a counselor anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's my pitch is that I think because you're older, you have more to bring to the table. You know, especially when we were running um, Camp Cambria, we we partnered with like a, a manufacturing like group that like supplied half of our counselors. So we'd have like some young counselors that came like from Camp World, and then they would bring people that you know worked like on the line or worked in marketing and stuff like that. And they brought our median age up from like nineteen. 20 21 22 to like having a lot of like 40 year olds 50 year olds some 60 year olds um and beyond and all that and it helped make our whole group more mature and it just goes to like you don't have to be like some intense little like perky bubbly person to like be this cool thing for the youth 
of the future. So yeah, that's well. that. That's my pitch. Like there is a camp near you that you don't know about that uh, could use you for three to five days if you um, if you are able to. I'm pushing you to give it a shot. I think you will do more impact than you think, and I think the kids will impact you more than they think. So that's my pitch, Neil. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it's a good uh, if you're looking for something, some some way to donate some time, or you just like uh, getting outdoors, and you know you like hanging with uh, with the youth, like their youthful energy. Youths. Like, that makes the a youths. lot of sense. You're an outdoors person, maybe. Also, what would what would you say? Because I feel like there's lots of like roles as well. Like it's not even like oh, there's just like counselor. I feel like there's you know even beyond counselor, there's other ways to like volunteer and help out around a camp too. It's not like you have to be like this extroverted games person or uh, you know what i mean like there's there's other things you can do at the camp right like there's yeah there's, i was trying i roles. got like my whole family all my in-laws and basically like everybody <laughs> but you and my dad yeah. to like volunteer at camp <laughs> and like what i couldn't get uh, across to my dad was like you know what i just need somebody to haul chairs i need somebody <laughs> like that will like just be there hanging around that will just like do some grunt work every once in a while so yeah, there's every aspect and beyond. And I just know as somebody who's always trying to find volunteers is that when people sometimes came out of the woodwork to be like, hey, I'm going to help you, it would be like, oh, you're a gift. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So go help out your local camp, you guys. They'd and if you want recommendations of where you should go, um, I'll hunt down some people. I'll find some camp people <laughs> if you want to be, be a counselor. There you go. I've definitely so, had some coup, like coup fans that came and became counselors, and now we're like besties. Ashley Pope was just like a a yeah. fan, and then she started being a counselor, and now look at it. Now look That's at us. That's right. Some people are teachers, and they want to hang out with kids in the summer too. And some they people want- are teachers, and they don't want to hang out with kids. <laughs> I feel like sometimes the teacher thing is like they're like, no, I don't. No, yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna go rough houses. <laughs> I only have three months away. Yeah, I can't take it. Have to take it all in. Very nice. Well, there you go. Go rec- go uh, go work at a camp. Get your volunteer in. Have a good time, and uh, go watch Wet Hot American Summer. All right. Uh, speaking of Wet Hot, that's going to be part of the next trivia trivia game here, Brian. So uh, let's get into our next segment. It's time to play that game. All right. This week we have camp trivia here, Brian. We got multiple choice. Uh, questions i was just thinking we gotta do uh would you rather again we haven't done that one in a while i gotta remember that for for upcoming episodes but this week we're sticking with camp trivia i've got four different camps here brian four different uh fictional camps and i need you to not google them don't oh, cheat no here. i need to oh i see what you're doing yeah i'm gonna tell you the name of the film and then uh you're gonna tell me the name of the camp in that film, okay? Oh. But don't worry, you get multiple choice here, so you don't have to pluck it out of nowhere. But these are okay. tough. These are tough. Good, because good, good, these good. are all like real camp names. Some of them are, some of the wrong answers are like from other films and stuff like that. So good luck with this one. All right, we're going to start it off with the big one. Uh, emphasis on big. What is the name of the camp in heavyweights? Is it A, Camp Hope? B, oh, done. I already know. Camp North Star? C, Camp Little Wolf, or D, Camp Hustle. Sorry, I forget there's other people playing. <laughs> it's okay. What, what do you think? It's uh, a, Camp Hope. Camp Hope. There it is. I wasn't sure. That's a very like like general name for a camp. You know I know. I mean? they, they, that one they pushed down a little bit more because you get it in the like VHS video at the beginning for Jerry. Yeah. 
it is kind of funny for like uh, overweight people camp being like, you can have hope. There's hope for you. <laughs> like, that it's like you a need joke hope, about the but like, yeah. just like, why can't you just like be overweight? Yeah. Like, it's like that's the biggest thing about that. It's so funny. It's like, yeah, why can't you just like, why isn't that just okay? Sorry. Be I like the the like kid from the UK in there who's like yes. not overweight. You know, yeah. it's like he's like it's like what are you doing he's, there? He, I think like, he just likes to hang out and bring candy. Yeah, he's got a lot of chocolate on his face. Um, all right. Also mentioned in this episode, Brian, number two here. What was the name of the camp in the Parent Trap? Now I can't confirm if this is. I feel like it's probably the both of them, right? They probably just kept the same name um, for the original. And the the remake with uh, with the low hands, but is it A Camp Chippewa, B Camp Walden, C Camp Onawana, D Camp Horse Sense? Mm. Camp Onawana is in that um, Nickelodeon show you always talk about. That's right? correct. So it's not Salute that. Your so I'm gonna go with A. What was A? Camp Chippewa. I'm gonna say Camp Chippewa. Oh, sorry, Brian. It's Camp Walden. Camp Walden. Walden. Camp. What a- Camp Walden. I think that's uh, who wrote Walden. That's uh, that's that's one I know. No, it's not actually one I know because uh, uh, you know. Oh, Henry David Thoreau wrote Walden. It's a book about going into the woods, and he like lived in the woods for like six months or something. It's about hmm. like being by hmm. yourself. I feel like our friend MC Lars references it a lot. Um, but yeah, I think that that's maybe the reference there. I don't know if it's like those woods, but it's like, yo, you're 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 cut off from the world. You're in the woods. It's Camp Walden. I don't know. That's my best guess. Or maybe that's just like the name of the lake that it's on. Who knows? Camp Walden right there, parent trap. All right. Also mentioned here on the show, Brian, number three, what was the camp of what was the name of the camp in wet hot American summer? Is it A Camp Firewood? B Camp Rainbow? C Camp Damp. D, Camp Ivanhoe. Camp Damp is a great name for a camp. <laughs> camp Damp. For some camp. reason, I'm thinking A, Firewood again. You got it. Sticking with right. the A's. Camp Firewood right there. That's that's about as innocuous as camp it gets, Camp Damp right? is awesome. That's <laughs> all funny. Uh, not really. Not, not many camps do like the. They say something. Then it's camp. You know, like that's pretty rare. But it could be also damp camp. Either Remember one, when we filmed that one. TV show pilot in California? We had a camp. What was yeah. the name of our camp? Oh, it was camp. a utensil. Oh, spork. Oh, camp spork. Yeah, that's spork. right. That's good. If you once have said utensil, once we got it. But yeah, I remember it now. They even made logos and stuff. Way cool. I'll never see the light of day, y'all. Okay, uh, number four, the last one here. What the, and this one's gonna be tough because I know you didn't watch the show, but here we go. Maybe you'll get it anyway. What was the name of the camp in The Simpsons? A. Camp Itchy Scratchy. B. Camp Springfield. C. Isotope Camp. D. Camp Krusty. Okay, so it's a camp that Bart goes to. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like uh, it's not just like one episode. It's probably like across like a lot of them. It's like in town. Yeah. And okay, I'm going. I've seen only two episodes or something. <laughs> okay, so Springfield's the name of the town, so it's probably not that. Itchy and Scratchy is a show. It's the TV show they watch. It's like so. Yeah, it's Tom probably not that unless it's a theme camp. Camp Krusty. It Krusty is the clown, He's and the isn't clown. there a Krusty World? Yep, Krusty Land is like the like Disneyland. Okay, and then outfit. so I'm guessing it's a weird science camp. I'm I'm gonna go with C Isotope Camp. Ooh, that's a great guess. It's Camp Krusty is the right answer. Okay, Brian. good. You you dug deep. Camp Isotope Camp and put that in there because isotopes because 
um, the the nuclear plant is where Homer works. That's like the big business in yep. town. So they're like they're like a sports team is the is the baseball team, and they're called the Isotopes. <laughs> so I put that one in there, Isotopes, because it's a nuclear thing. But yeah, Camp Krusty. There you go. So yeah, lots of camp happening in media. We got we got all these we got all these camp films now. Is is heavyweights? I feel like Heavyweights is is uh, your favorite camp film. Is that correct? Oh yeah, that's that's kind of the one. Um, that probably is mine too. I was trying to think of like what other. Um, what's the one with Daniel Stern? Um, that is a camp. That's more like a. Um, uh, that's more like a Cub uh, a Boy Scout camp uh, film, right? Uh, <laughs> I feel like this isn't a very well known one. Daniel Stern. Uh, it it's here. called Bushwhacked from 1995. Oh, I've never, I've never seen that film. Yeah, Bushwhacked. So there's that one. He has to like, he's like a Cub Scout leader, and he has to like keep track of like ten kids. <laughs> St- stuff goes wrong. But what are the other best camp films? I feel like Parent Traps. That's kind of that counts, right? They find each other. It's more like that's where the the film starts. Maybe that doesn't count as a camp film. Um, I mean, it has camp in it, so it's on there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's um, it's. It's it's heavyweights and no, nothing else, right? <laughs> no, yeah, heavyweights. No, no other contenders. Parent Trap is a little bit in there. I feel like a lot of um, camp films are like horror movies. You know, like there's a yeah. lot of like, oh, this is this is uh, this is the setting of like, or there's a killer loose in the woods. Um, yeah, I'm camp seeing. Nowhere. I'm looking it up. I'm seeing uh, Moonrise Kingdom, which is very oh, camp. Oh, yep, that's a great one. I'm seeing uh, holes, which is like that's oh, like they're yeah. there from like they're there for like a work camp. Uh huh. Yeah. When I was researching or Moonrise Kingdom, did you just say that? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, when I was researching for this trivia, uh, the one that the name that you know happened a lot was the Friday the Thirteenth Camp. Was like, what's the name of the Friday the Thirteenth Camp? I think it's called like sleepaway camp or something. Yeah, like I, I couldn't tell you any of that stuff. <laughs> too, yeah, scar- lots of- too scary. Yeah, we don't like that scary stuff. All right, good job with the game. Hopefully uh, those of you playing at home did well as well. All right, we got one more segment. We got to talk about what we've been up to recently. It's new with Coop. All right, Brian, as of of this recording, we have just dropped some new merch, new merch alert. It's that time. We're always putting out new stuff. But this this is like a whole new category of merch that we've really... Um, really never never gone to before that's kind of been that's what we've been up to in the last like two years there's been a lot of like types of merch that we have never done before like hot sauce and like food things we got the lunch we need boxes. to do more food we got the, yeah we need to, we're gonna do more food we got the we got the whoopee cushions you know we're branching out a little bit i don't know and, about whoopee cushions yet now we haven't oh yeah that, well we've teased it it's, it's coming soon um you know there's just so much there's so many little things that we're going different directions and uh we've had the fanny pack for a very long time but now we're going we're going to size up right now you guys we have uh we, we have, have not one but two 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 backpacks two backpacks you guys for when the fanny pack is just a little too small we got backpacks now we got it. We have a yeah. So what do we? Are we first. Well, we were gonna do a backpack. We found the people who um, helped make our fanny packs. They were like, okay, cool. We can do this. And then we had uh, Brittany Cloud as an artist from Pittsburgh, um, and has done our comic book in the past, and all of our like enamel pins and some other things, and like created the like all over design. So we put that together. And then I think this was like way back in February when we went to Disneyland. And those mini backpacks yeah. were everywhere. They were the rage. I could not. 
I thought mini backpacks were like a 90s thing that were totally dead. <laughs> and I could they were everywhere in every different kind. So I was like, we got to do a mini backpack too. So we did a gold, a metallic gold mini backpack. It looks pretty baller. I don't know if I if I had to pick. I, I don't know if I could pick. So... Yeah, I think it kind of depends what you, uh, you know, obviously what the use case might be. But yeah, the mini backpack is really, a, you know, a little bit bigger than the than a, than a fanny pack. And uh, but really, it's kind of more about, you know, how you want to rock it, you know, how you want to wear it. You know, you get the straps going on the back, you know, kind of having a small bag on your back versus the waist or the crossbody style. So, yeah, it's the same like material it has the embroidered um, band name on it and stuff like that. So, yeah, the mini backpack is is uh, is great for like day trips and stuff like that. So, you know, go go check that one out. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, the the, the what we're calling the party print um, the party print uh, backpack is uh, just uh, just a, uh, more of a standard size, like you know, going to school, going to work, um, whatever, going on a trip backpack. You know that'll fit all your books and in your laptop or whatever you need in there. And uh, yeah, it's a really great sturdy backpack, and uh, it's got some extra pockets on there for you. And uh, so yeah, we got two new backpack offerings. Both uh, both will be linked up in the show notes. So uh, go get your backpack for whatever you, whatever you need it for. We got we got something for you. We got it. Hey Neil, we have a special guest on the pod. Ooh, uh, Gus just brought me downstairs. Is this a cookie you just made, Gus? Here, you can talk right in the microphone. What's this cookie you made? You just um, got to talk. What? Tell me. Tell me what kind of cookie this is. Um, chocolate. Ooh. There's chocolate there and there's peanut butter. It's a peanut butter chocolate cookie? Thank you for bringing oh. me. It's a chocolate nail. Did you and mom just make this upstairs while I'm recording the no, pod? mom made it and I helped a little bit and then I watched. Yeah? And you brought me down one? It's still warm. Okay. Tell, tell Gus there's like hundreds of people listening and he needs to have one for everybody. Neil says there's a lot of people listening. Do we have one for everybody? Do we have a hundred? No. <laughs> okay, I'll be done in a little bit. Love you. There we go. So Thank little, you for the uh, cookie, guys. Special delivery right down, right down to you. What a look at that! I got a cookie delivered to me during the pod, dang, live on the show. Delicious, live. live. Okay, we were talking. Okay, we did. What did we do? We were talking. We wrapped up backpacks. Yeah, backpacks. Go get them. And uh, then also, we played a show last week in Brooklyn, and uh, the Cyclones game had a wonderful time. But uh, also, Neil, we did out. have a wonderful time. Yeah, it was a great weekend. We went there a little bit early, saw the sights, hung out with some friends, and uh, and got to see our our friend. Um, you know, our friend is in a new show. Um, John Hilson is his name, and he's in a new show uh, called Hiprov, which is the combination of hypnotism and improv comedy. Uh, he's the musical director in that show, Colin Mockery, uh, who you might know from Whose Line Is It Anyway. And um, um, his his friend Assad, I forget his last name, starts with an M, is the you know is is the the hypnotist side of that. So it's a really novel kind of cool idea for a show, and it was happening while we were in New York City. So we got to go check that out. That was fun. That was worth it. That was really fun. They, just a wild premise of like, hey, we're gonna. They took twenty people from the audience. I couldn't believe how many people ran up to the front to like be hypnotized. They're like, I want to yeah, be did. hypnotized and like have everybody laugh at me for an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> they didn't pick was, people. Uh, they just said, "Who wants to go?" And then like everyone just started standing up and going up there. <laughs> yeah, and they hypnotize all twenty, and they basically whittle it down to like four main players, and then they're uh-huh. working with Colin in these scenes. 
and they know what's going on and they're like using their brain. They're not like being like controlled. But um, as John talked about it later, they're just like they have no. What would you say no inhib- inhibitions? They have no like yeah. There's no like pause or like hesitation. Like what the first thought in their brain comes out, and that's what comes out, and that's what makes it so fun and funny. Yeah, due to the hypnotism, they're just like so suggestible, and and like the hypnotist would say like, and you are going to feel as confident as you ever have in doing the silly thing or whatever. So yeah, like, what yeah. what they say like, you are going to be totally into this experiment. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You 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 will uh, you will participate fully or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and so it was it was awesome. Really cool, different type of show. And, and we learned uh, a lot about off Broadway stuff. Like mm-hmm, the reason mm-hmm. there's not like. Hey, come see us in a month, whatever. It's like it. I guess we went. We went to previews, and we didn't know it was a preview. But they yep. opened this Monday, so like four days ago from when we're we're um, recording this. And then it's like I think they have like probably like five days of like leg room or whatever. And it's yeah. like if it flops, it's like you're pulled. You're done. He was like, I could, we could be done in seven days, or this could go for years. Yeah, it's wild. Even with such a big production like that, like you can just get pulled. So yeah, you got to perform. You got to you got to get the fans to come out and see the show. But uh, yeah, really awesome to see, and uh, yeah, it's good good to get to New York and and see some things as well as uh, do our own show. And then we got to hang out in Coney Island. That was a that was a wild experience. What that a was, trip! Uh, what a trip! Yeah, that is a uh, just just different attractions all piled on top of each other, and so much like history and and uh, so it was just it was a great time. It was a nice day. Played the played the show, and then uh, rode the cyclone. Walked around the pier, uh, people watched, enjoyed the sights. It was uh, it was nice. I recommend Coney Island. You at least got to go once. <laughs> you got to go. You got to go, go once. See it. Yeah. And, yeah. and having the beach, having the beach there, and oh, yeah. the like boardwalk and stuff like that helped. And the fact that you didn't need to like a ticket to go into all the uh-huh. amusement park rides, like you could kind of like ebb and flow from it, you know. Yeah, it's all just like walkable, and then if you want to do an attraction, just buy tickets for that thing, and then do that or that game or whatever. So, lots to see and do out there. It was a good trip to New York, and uh, yeah, the next few weeks we're just kind of doing some Midwest shows. So, you know, lots of Kansas, lots of Kansas, lots of uh, driving up and down thirty-five, and uh, playing in Minnesota and uh, around the Midwest. So, come see us. Check us out online. Come see a show. Keep it going. But uh, yeah, that does it for this episode. We uh, we talked about camps and uh, really really went in on uh, how how important they are and how much especially for Brian they uh, really set him up in life and really really uh, you know we didn't really talk about it much we kind of talk about it a lot when we get asked about our songs and stuff but so much of our songs have have like camp uh, you know cheer vibes or that kind of thing so we we owe a lot to camps and um, yeah I'm glad we got to do a show about I it should as well. I should have said that yeah we've we've played so many camps we didn't even talk yeah. about the california camp i guess you suggested it or like yeah, other camps, it. yeah especially growing up too but and i should have talked about it at the top of like what i feel about camp and how i like when i talk to parents about camp i see pa- uh, like camp is like this third section of the pie there's like home there's school and then there should be camp if you're like fortunate enough to do it because it's like you have these things at home you learn and like the rules and the way you can grow and then you have school which is even like a little bit more than that like away from home and then there's camp which kind of like yep. helps inform everything else it like it breaks down more boundaries than it like lets a kid fly in like a different way so totally it's like a it's like a third place to go it's like a separate from everything else you've done before 
very cool. Well, uh, yeah, in the next episode, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, we'll be getting into a, a whole different world, Brian. The, oh, the, man, the, I can't the world wait to middle reveal names. what my crazy, weird <laughs> middle name is. It's just going to be off the charts. Yeah, I You think too, we, Neil. We're going to have to have full segments where we just um, slowly spell um, spell our middle names. Cause they're yeah, so white guys from the Midwest born in the 80s, like, People's minds are going to be blown. Yeah, about get ready how for odd that. Our middle names are. Yeah, it's going to be a long show. We got a lot to talk about. So yeah, a two hours, two next, hour marathon. Next episode, tell us about your middle name and uh, you know how do you feel about it. So let us know six one two four two four zero zero three six. We'll be having a good time in two weeks doing that show. Until then, please call us and uh, leave a voicemail. We like when people do that. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to this show and uh, subscribing. Shout out to. Neil Z for helping us with this amazing theme song and uh, Wampa Stompa Edwards for always blessing us with the artwork. It's always so beautiful. It's always so different. We love it. So yeah, and uh, we'll talk to you again in two weeks. And uh, boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time uh, for Brian and I. But uh, man, I'm gonna be time. so sad. I'm gonna be oh, crying. Oh, I'll man. be crying. Till next time, Brian. Bye, Brian. Bye, Neil. <laughs>